everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Today, since the uh, NFL just started, uh, it's going to be special day NFL players. We'll uh, see if uh, you can get these questions here. In the next segment, we're going to bring on former San Francisco Giant and Angels fan favorite, J.T. Snow, which, by the way, a lot of people don't remember, he had a little stint with the uh, Yankees and the Red Sox. And I have a little uh, fun story uh, about meeting him at, uh, at a restaurant in spring training. I, he probably won't, he, he may or may not remember this, but it's, it's kind of a fun little story. Um, also want to, obviously, we, you know, we'll try to t- touch on some football, but uh, while we have JT on, we definitely want to talk a lot of baseball. Uh, Russell, you want to say anything before we cut to our break here? Yeah, I do want to say we've had many guests on the show. This is the very first time that we've had a guest on the show that actually have a bobblehead up. <laughs> well, JT, that's uh, quite a, quite an accomplishment if if uh, if, ja- if if Russell has a bobblehead of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is still sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments, currently yielding over 7% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than them. You got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. By the way, no investor has ever lost money so far. Uh, obviously, future results are, are um, not predicted based on the past, but that's, a, that's always a good sign. All right, stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back with J.T. Snow. Mountview Hotel and Spa in lovely Calistoga is turning back rates to a time when staying in Napa Valley was more affordable. 
Throughout the summer, you can book direct and apply our 15% True Blue discount and lounge by the pool, treat yourself to a spa experience, or watch a classic movie at sunset. All for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. Call 707-942-6877 or book online at mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB. Offer good through September 30th, 2023. That's mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB to take advantage of our 15% True Blue discount and stay for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. That's mountviewhotel.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Six friends. One outrageous idea and a chance to make their dreams come true. Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to go The Full Monty, Broadway's hit musical comedy. July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. The Full Monty in wine country. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with my co-host Russell Jackman. And on the phone we have our special guest, JT Snow. JT, welcome to Sports Econ 101. Again, we had you on a long time Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. So I got got a fun, first I want to start off with a fun little story. So some years back, and I think it was 2004, 2003, something like that. Uh, we went down to spring training and we happened to go to a restaurant and you and your family were there and my son recognized you because he, he was facing that way. And he says, you know, do you think I could get his autograph? And I said, well, you know, he's with his family. And I said, the wives hate that kind of stuff, you know? So I said, well, but you know what though? I said, I, at the head of the table is his dad, Jack. And he was a yeah. phenomenal player for the Rams and, and a, a real 49ers killer. Um, I said, why don't you go up and ask if you can get his dad's autograph? 
And so he went ahead and did that. And you were really touched by that because he said, you know, nowadays everyone, because you were very, very obviously back then, very, very popular. Uh, everybody was always asking for your autograph. And uh, and you said, no, you know, my dad would love that. And so uh, we went over and got his autograph. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that's a good story. Um, yeah, always go through the parents, right? Like the, yeah. my dad was, lo lo my dad loved doing that. He was uh, always very accommodating. And uh, at, at that time, um, especially being in spring training in Scottsdale, um, what a great place to have spring training. And we'd go out to dinner a lot. And people recognize you and it, it's all good. And I, you know, I learned a lot of lessons from my dad and how he, he treated people and, um, and now I'm in kind of that same situation where I've been retired for a number of years now. And when people come up and, and ask you for your autograph, you're, you're excited and you're thrilled and you're, <laughs> you're happy to do it and happy that they remembered. So yeah, whenever you want to go through somebody, go, go through the parent um, and then uh, it, it's all good. So um, just a lot of, a lot of good memories with my dad and Scottsdale and spring training and yeah. um, a lot of fun, fun times. Good. Russell, you want to ask Rob JT some questions? I know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I wanted to to ask you. Uh, you know, one of the the the, the uh, lasting moments, memories of you as a giant um, was when you uh, got Dusty Baker's son and you uh, saved him from getting run into at uh, home plate. And uh, uh, do you, do you have any thoughts about that incident? And and do you still keep in touch with uh, Dusty Baker and and his son? Um, yeah, an interesting story is I, um, that happened in the, the O2 world series. Uh, Darren was one of our bat boys was three years old at the time. Uh, I'm on second base, David Bell, who now manages the reds was on first base. Kenny Lofton's hitting, hits a deep fly ball to right center. I'm on second. So I go back to tag up and, uh, David Bell's halfway from first to second. So the ball falls in off the wall and I'm just kind of, kind of trotting around. Um, here comes David behind me and, and Darren ran out to grab the bat because his favorite player was Kenny Lofton <laughs> and, um, the head bat boy at the time told him not to go out there because there could be a play at the plate. There could be some consequences. And, uh, but Darren didn't listen, ran out there. So as I'm jogging in from rounding third, jogging in, or I was on third, I went back to tag. I'm sorry. I, I was on third and David Bell was on second. Uh, David was halfway. I was tagging from third. Um, and I see Darren shoot out of the dugout and I knew what he was doing. He's going for the bat, which was in the, the left-handed batter's box. Um, so as I'm kind of cruising into home plate, run about 50%, I see him. So I, luckily I snag his jacket, step on the plate, kick the bat out of the way. And David Bell comes in behind me sliding. Benji Molina, who later plays for the giants was catching with the angels. Mike Riley was the home plate umpire. And all I could hear was, uh, Mike Riley saying, you know, get, get him out of here, get him out of here. And, Luckily, uh, my son was about the same age at the time. So I'm used to grabbing kids and <laughs> getting them out of harm's way. So, um, and then fast forward, like 20 years later, I'm working for the PAC 12 network doing college baseball broadcasting Darren's, uh, at Cal Berkeley playing and a really good player now in the minor leagues with the Washington nationals. And, uh, we, we reminisced about it. Dusty before he took the uh, Astros job was at a lot of Darren's games. So we all reminisced about it. And Darren didn't remember anything about it. So I had to interview him one day about that. And it turned out to be a pretty good interview. And, um, and the, the ironic thing was I have a really cool picture in my office at home. It's like a three shot picture. And um, <laughs> nobody's even looking at home play because everyone's looking at David Bell running into the ball, falling in right field. So um, 
<laughs> excuse me, he, um, yeah, no one really saw what happened until they saw the replays on the news that night. So a pretty amazing thing that happened will probably never happen again because they raised the bat boy age like 13 years old the next year. And um, so just, you know, right place at the right time. And I always tell people, I said, yeah, I hit 407 in the World Series, got a hit in all seven games, played a a great series. And all that I'm uh, remembered for is uh, saving a three-year-old kid. (laughs) Well, that's only because I I still have bad memories of the 2002 uh, series as a fan, uh, you know, as a Giants fan. Because uh, if you guys yeah. wanted, it would have been uh, totally different. Is that? Uh, I mean, you've had so many, so many great uh, situations in your career. Uh, you know, again, I'm just a fan, right? And that 2002 series. In fact, yep. the 1962 World Series still gives me a craw. <laughs> Is it my craw? Um, yeah. How does how does that uh, how does that resonate with you? Um, it was tough, you know, and, and I, I think about it all the time to this day because we could have been the first team in San Francisco history to win a World Series. Um, game six, we're up, and Russ Ortiz is cruising, and uh, they make the decision, you know, to go to the bullpen, the Angels, um, you know, rally, and Scott Spezio hits a three-run home run. Yeah. Um, they, took or- they took Ortiz out, brought um, Rodriguez in, um, Felix Rodriguez, and then – we were up and I was literally in the field in the seventh inning in game six going, wow, I'm going to have a ring. We're going to be the first world series chance. Cause we were cruising and oh, yeah. we had such a good lineup back then. We could, so the, the game unfolds and then the next inning, Erstad hits a leadoff home run. Now we're down five, four, uh, the next day, game seven, you know, as, and, and I don't know if many people know this, but we as, as players and the team, we, we were pushing for Kurt reader to start game seven because, Kurt was just one of those guys lefty, keep everybody off balance. The front office want to go with LeVon Hernandez because he was a big game pitcher with the Marlins, won a World Series. And we just didn't think it was going to be a good, a good matchup. We were going against John Lackey, who was a, a rookie for the Angels at the time. Um, so when they made the decision to go with LeVon, we were kind of upset as, as a team, as the players. Um, not upset in LeVon by any means, but just no. to give, you know, it's, it's one game to give your team the best chance to win and we thought Kurt Reader was that guy we ended up losing four to one and um you know and that was it we we lost the the whole season turned in about you know 10 innings there the last game yeah. six and game seven and uh, you know you, but, you know been... I, we look back and a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of the guys that we I think we got when I came there in 97 along with guys like Jeff Kent Rich Aurelia and Daryl Hamilton a bunch of, we we kind of turned the we kind of turned the page and turned the tide for the Giants, yeah. got them on the right direction. And that, I think that really led to the world series in the coming years because we put them back on the map. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's, it's too bad that the, uh, the, the managers and coaches don't really listen to the players in, in that situation, because you're the guys who actually have to play. And if, and if you're kind of feeling it a certain way, uh, they, they really need to pay attention uh, to, to what you guys are doing. Hey, okay. We're going to cut to our first commercial break here. We're talking, uh, Special NFL uh, day in the NFL players. You'll, you'll see what I mean here. All right. There were hearts. Sounds good. Every, okay. You ready for this? Okay. And, and JT, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back from break. All right. There were okay. hearts everywhere on this Valentine's Day in 1972 when this future quarterback was born. He played most of his career with the Patriots and even threw 400 pass completions in one season. Who is this that war number 11 for the Patriots? 
So he was born on Valentine's Day in 1972. That's why there's this special day type of thing, right? Okay, email edward at sportsecon101.com, the answer to this question. Uh, on Valentine's Day in 1972, this future quarterback was born, played most of his career with the Patriots, and threw 400 pass completions in one season. Who is this that wore number 11? Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with J.T. Snow as our guest. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died or did it. Some published authors are making significant money. So join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, J.T. Snell. Our first trivia question, uh, born in, on Valentine's Day in 1972, this future quarterback was born. He played most of his career with the Patriots and even threw 400 pass completions in one season. Who is this quarterback who wore number 11? Bledsoe? Yes, very good. All right. So now, JT, um, and I'm going to give credit to my brother, Mike Brown, because uh, I asked him, I said, hey, we're going to have JT Snow on. Why don't you give me uh, some questions you want me to ask him? So he came up with this. He said, uh, you know, how unique is a first baseman's glove? Um, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's your, it's your lifeline. I, um, you know, I, out of high school, I went to the university of Arizona in Tucson and, um, I got my real first baseman's glove down there because we had a Wilson contract and Wilson gave us first baseman's gloves and catcher's gear. So the glove I used at Arizona, my, my freshman year, I kept that same model through my whole career. And then I used the same glove the last six years of my career always used a, a black Wilson 2802 double hinge break by the palm. Um, and then our clubhouse guy, Mike Murphy with the giants, who was just the best in the game would, he would restring it every year, put new padding in it and restring it every year for me. And it was like a brand new glove that was already broken in. So um, I used to use a new one every year, but then I found for some reason, the last six years, I just, the one I had was just amazing. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's your, uh, you know, our glove is different than everybody else on the field. It's a little bigger and uh, we, uh, we, we love to, to pick balls and make some plays at first with it. So I, man, my first base gloves, they, they never got out of my sight. I, uh, when I traveled, they, the first thing I put in my travel bag under all my, all my clothes so that nobody could steal it. And uh, it's just, <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still have it today in, in my office, in my home. It's just, um, yeah, it was just oh. the best. Now, did you wear a, a hand glove underneath in addition? I did. I did. I wore a batting yeah. glove underneath just because, yeah. you know, some of the, some of the infielders you get can, can yeah. throw it pretty, pretty, pretty firm across the diamond. And um, I tried it without a glove one time and my hand got beat up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I used to wear a glove under there and um, yeah, I just, uh, just your, your glove is like, is like your best friend. Well, well, speaking of that, so who, who was the most accurate player you received for uh, throws from? Um, oh gosh, there's, there's a lot of guys, you know, when I, when I came up with the angels, we had a short st a shortstop named Gary DeSarcina, who's sure. still coaching the big leagues. He might be with the Mets now, third base coach. He's had a really good career. He was so accurate with like, didn't throw the ball hard over there, but um, was on the money all the time. Uh, Gary was a, a great, you know, I, I just could relax when a ball was hit to him. Uh, another guy was, when I was with the Giants was Rich Aurelia, our shortstop, yeah. New York guy out of St. John's, Brooklyn. Richie had a, a great arm from short, very accurate. David Bell from third base was was one of the best. Um, he was accurate. So there's there's a lot of good guys. And, and as a first baseman, I would tell my infielders, you know, just, just get the ball close. Let me work with it. Give it to me early. Let me stretch. Um, and uh, I'm going to save you some errors. I'm going to pick some balls out of the dirt. So I got – I got quite a few uh, free dinners from my infielders over the years for <laughs> saving them a few few airs, a few airs every year. Um, I, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed playing the position and having fun out there. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you. So, and here's the opposite. Who who threw the wildest? 
<laughs> where, where you'd have to kind of go, okay, yeah, let me get extra prepared here. Cause you were, you were very well, you were, you were well known for your defense. You're very, very good at picking yeah. out, out of the dirt. It wasn't too many guys, actually. I think just the toughest plays are the, you know, the slow rollers or the choppers that the infielders have to come in on and throw off balance or on the run. Yeah. Um, but but everybody threw kind of a different ball. Like I remember playing with Jeff Ken at second base. And he, he threw me kind of a little cutter just because he would get it and throw it. Some guys really take time to get the seam, throw you a, a nice four-seamer. Um and yeah, so everyone's different. Everyone's pretty accurate. Um, it's yeah. just those, like I said, those slow rollers, those choppers when they're throwing off one leg and throwing sidearm underneath, the ball's going to move. So you, as a first baseman, you always expect a bad throw from your infielder. Mm-hmm. But if it does happen, you're ready for it. But if it doesn't happen, um, it's a nice easy catch. Yeah, those short hops can uh, can, can kind of get you too. Um, and now you 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 played with Barry Bonds. Uh, you know, any comments about him, you know, belonging in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then also I want to ask you about some rule changes. Uh, but, uh, you know, not to, not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I so a reporter told me at the end of my career that I had played uh, more with Barry than anybody in his career because I was in San Francisco for nine years. So I played with Barry yeah. for nine years. Um, you know, obviously probably the best hitter that we've seen our generation, um, you know, the, the, the time that I came up with was a big steroid, uh, era. I'm, I've told people and I can look them in the face and honestly, I never took them. I'm proud of that. I competed without them and we know guys took them and guys are getting advantages, which I didn't appreciate, or I, I don't, um, you know, I didn't, uh, think it was fair. I think Barry falls into that category. Obviously that's why he's not in the hall of fame. Yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. I think there's guys already in the hall of fame that, that cheated the system that people sure. let through. I think the reporters are kind of holding a grudge against Barry and Clemens and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't the nicest to the media, but um, I, I have a different outlook on the hall of fame. I, I think it's kind of tainted and the guys that they've let in now. And I think there's guys that um, have had hall of fame. It's, I, I don't think the hall of fame is just, you hit 500 home runs or win 300 games and you're in, I think that, you know, if you were a, a great player offensively and defensively and a great teammate and a great uh, source for the media, I think that's a hall of fame uh, person. There's huh. a lot of guys that, that I've played with and against that should be in there that aren't, but maybe they don't have the greatest numbers, but so I, I look at it, I look at it differently and I don't know what the right answer is, but yeah. um, I will say that they've already let guys in that, that did the whole steroid thing. And now they're, holding guys out. So I don't know if you let everybody in or, or what you do. I'm just glad that I never took him in my career and I had a, a decent career without Well, him. like, like Ted, you know, Ted Williams did not have a very good uh, rapport with the uh, reporters. And there were actually some people who voted like to, to keep him out. I mean, you know, he didn't get a hundred percent. It's like, how do you, how do you leave a guy like that out? It's funny. You mentioned the steroids when I was working out during that steroid time, you know, uh, obviously I wasn't taking them. I was just kind of, you know, working out. And uh, I, I told my friend who was a bodybuilding um, a judge, I said, you know, I wish people would accuse me of being on steroids. And he goes, hey, listen, at your age, be, ha- be, be happy if you get accused of being on the Atkins diet. And I said, oh, holy smokes. Okay. Hey, uh, any, uh, any comments on the rule changes, you know, that we've had? Well, there's, there, there, there's so many of them. I think that, you know, um, 
we've talked a lot about it this year. I think some of them are good. Some of them I don't understand. I think that I, I think that baseball was, and, and I have, I have kids that are in their early twenties and, you know, they love the NFL. They love the NBA. Why? Cause it's exciting and moves fast. And yeah, um, there's, there's action. And they, they got turned off by baseball because they said it's boring, but you know, baseball, I try and tell people baseball is like any other, like not any other game where it's every day. It's long. It's hard to follow. It's a total grind. Um, and that's just, that's just the way it is. I think the pitch clock I love. I think the game was getting too long. Guys walking around the mound and pitcher step, batter stepping out. Um, I don't. And and you guys from my generation, we you know we always say, well, back in my day, this and that. Yeah. But I think I think baseball is supposed to be hard. It's a hard game. Yeah. It's supposed to wear you down. It's supposed to be the best of the best. And um, I just you know the starting of, of starting a guy on second base in extra innings. I mean, that just, it reminds me of coaching little league when yeah. you're the sun's going, the sun's going down. You need to have a winner because you can't have a tie. And True. I, it just, that, that's just a weird one, depending on where your order. I watched it last night with the giants and the guardians. It's some, some team has the bottom of the order up. So they're going to bunt them over. The other team has their three, four and five guys. So they're going to slug. Um, the, the bigger bases has obviously led to more steals, but you know, back in the day it was just, guys stole bases because they could. And yeah. I think, I think looking back all the analytics that baseball went through has driven all these changes because there was a lot of strikeouts. There was a lot of fly balls and putting the ball in play, you know, guys hitting nowadays with runners in scoring position. It's not that big of a deal. And I kind of scratched my head and I said, that's all we cared about when I played was like, who's clutch, who can drive in guys with guys on base. Yeah. And Guys are, and I, I'm in San Francisco now, where they're they're one of the biggest analytic-driven teams because the Bay Area is a smart area. They listen to all the numbers. They try and outsmart you. Um, so I I don't know. There's you know facing three batters late in the game, things like this. Um, there's some that are good. The pitch clock is good. The game moves. Yeah. There's others that I I I don't agree with. Um, so. That's just, that's just the way it is. That's, that's where we, where we've come to. Um, and you're seeing a lot of hitters, um, moan and complain about balls and strikes. You know, I just, I think hitters have gotten so particular now and they're taught if the ball's not where you want it, don't swing at it. When guys need to expand their zone, swing the bat. You watch some of these aggressive teams like the Braves, right? The Mm -hmm. Tampa just came into town. The, uh, the Phillies, these teams swing the bat. Like you can hit a pitch, a half a ball off the plate and you can drive it. And I think teams have gotten so into the strike zone and they're complaining with the umpires. And I think that's one of the great things about baseball is the, uh, the umpires and, and, you know, the way the game, the way it's seen, and you're going to have calls go against you and you're going to have calls yeah. go for you. You just have to deal with it. But in our society nowadays, it's everybody wants to be perfect and we want to get everything right. And that's just not the way, life is gotcha okay hey jt stay with us got one more question here to ask uh this 1967 new york uh new year's baby grew up to be a hall of fame linebacker for the chiefs for 11 years after putting his number 58 uh jersey in the closet in the 1999 season he would never wear it again on the field he died of a massive blood clot in the year 2000 who was this great linebacker for the chiefs all right stay with us more chief on 101 we'll be right back 
Sail the San Francisco Bay aboard a luxury tall ship with a professional captain and crew. The schooner Free to Be offers a variety of sailing options for the general public on a weekly basis from February to November. All sails depart from lovely downtown Sausalito, just steps away from Sausalito's famous restaurants and the ferry landing. On board, you'll find plenty of seating on deck and a cash bar stocked with local craft beers, wines, and non-alcoholic beverages. Bring a friend and see all the San Francisco Bay has to offer on the schooner Free to Be. www.schoonerfreetobe.com or call 415-331-0444. Gym Guys, number one in-home personal training, comes to you with a plan, equipment, and a certified coach. Visit gymguys.com today. That's guys with a Z, gymguys.com. Gym Guys is proud to be the first in-home mobile personal training and fitness franchise company. As the leader of in-home personal training, we're redefining physical fitness by bringing the workout to you when and where it's convenient for you. Professional and certified trainers bring the instruction, the equipment, and they ensure every workout is customized for you depending on your fitness level and specific goals. The first session is a complimentary assessment designed to help you establish fitness goals and develop a fitness program specific for you. Following, we offer a yoga or personal training session to people who call in mentioning that they heard this offer on the Best of Investing radio show. Call Gym Guys now at 1-855-GYMGUYZ. That's Gym Guys with a Z. Let them know you heard about the special offer on this show. Call 1-855-GYMGUYS. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurants been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, J.T. Snow. Our second trivia question, this 1967 New Year's uh, baby grew up uh, to be a Hall of Fame linebacker for the Chiefs for 11 seasons. He wore number 58, uh, died 19, in, in the year 2000. Uh, boy, only 33 years old. Uh, who was this great linebacker? Anybody? Um, Derek White. Uh, cl- no, close. Derek Thomas. Derek, Derek Thomas. Thomas. Derek Thomas. Yeah. Very, very Sorry. good. First name. Sorry. First name. I was being Reggie White for a second. I. Oh you know, yeah. You know, uh, um, wrong team, but uh, uh, and, and wrong position. But that's okay. So, JT, what do you, what do you what are you doing nowadays? Um, playing a lot of golf. <laughs> <laughs> working on the. How come we didn't see you a couple weeks a, ago? 
How can we yeah. see a couple of weeks ago then? Yeah, at the Jay Moore at the uh, Where, John Morgan Memorial. Oh, Where, I, I don't know. I I I I don't get I don't get invited. I need to get my name out there. I've been been, yeah. been working really hard at it, and um, I'm I'm kind of addicted to it. I'm I'm a good player. I'm like a five handicap. You know, I'm shooting, oh. breaking eighty, shooting the seventies, but it's hard to get down to that next level. I just need to get a little better with my irons. Um, I drive it good and I chip and putt good. It's just that in between, okay. I need to work on a little bit more. Um, but yeah, play a lot. I'm up in the Bay area. I was, um, like I said, I was working for the PAC 12 network, doing some broadcast in college baseball. I've done some giant stuff. Um, and just, uh, you know, raising kids We're we're empty nesters. Now the kids are out of the house. So, uh, just kind of, kind of looking maybe at, at our next move at a little, you know, place to go retire and, and play some more golf. And, um, would love to get to get back in the game. I, I love baseball. I love. Uh, I, I think I think the game is changing now. I think the, the coaching is going to kind of come full circle. And we went through, like I said earlier, the analytics stage. I think I think teams are wanting to get back to some of the older school guys that can get, that can teach the game. We're seeing a lot of. Um, there's a lot of bad baseball out there. Just um, fundamentals and mechanics and stuff and. I think some of the, the guys that played can, can get the kids back on the right track. So uh, just, you know, I'm open to anything. I, I love the broadcasting. I'm um, hoping to do some, some more games. I, I did some Giants games a few years ago, and we'll, we'll just see what happens, but I'm pretty open. Why do you think the uh, coaching is not uh, so good right now? What, what do you think is going on? Well, I just think the players, I, I think, I think there's, it's, it's a lot of analytic-driven um, you know, and they basically taught one swing with the hitters. Um, you know, they, when, when you're, when you're, um, when fly balls and strikeouts are, are not a big deal anymore. Um, it just, we, we've seen it through the league. I mean, look at the league batting average the last few years. I mean, it's in the two thirties and that's, that's when we played, that wasn't, that just wasn't acceptable. And, you know, it's about yeah. putting the ball in play, hitting the ball hard. They'll, they'll never be replacing for hitting line drives and hard ground balls. And sure. Um, so Let me I, ask I you, that, how much of it do you think has to do with the fact that, you know, uh, other sports have become really popular? And so kids, so to speak, uh, kind of tend, you know, a little bit more basketball, soccer, et cetera. Baseball's kind of fallen off a little bit. Do you think some of that has to do with it? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it might. And, and baseball is a hard sport for kids because you yeah. have to you have to pay attention. And we all know in today's side, there's a lot of attention issues. <laughs> and but you know what I you know what I tell kids? I say. Baseball is the best game because um, if you're pitching or you're hitting, I said, it's all about you and you can get as greedy as you want. Like we've all played uh, basketball with the kid that scores 40 points and, and, and yeah. gets the ball every time down the court. Yep. We've all played soccer with the kid that gets the ball and scores three goals. But I go in baseball, it's the best game. You get to go up there four times and hit and you can go four for four and no one's ever going to um, complain that, that you're a ball hog or that, yeah. Or you can pitch and you can strike out 10, you can strike out 10 guys and no one's ever going to complain. Hey, you struck out too many guys. Hey, <laughs> or you can play defense and make spectacular plays. So baseball in that fact is, is the best game because you can get as greedy as you want and no one, no one can stop you. If you, you know, you can hit 400, you can hit 500 in little league and you're going to yeah. be a great player. It's just, you need the kids to, and I think a lot of that goes down to the coaching and, and I coach little league with my son and other kids and, sometimes the way coaches are running practice, I always had our kids moving. We always played situations. We always had live batting practice and yeah. kids running the bases. And 
putting pressure on the defense. And we did that for hours instead of, you know, a kid getting 10 swings and hitting them a few ground balls during practice. They need to, and then, then kids will start to get it. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy on your body and it's such a, it's such a mental game that that's why, you know, I, I love, I love baseball the most. It's just, we need to find those kids that, that want to play and, and success will, and confidence will breed kids coming back out to play and they start having success in their little leagues and climbing the ladders. The other thing is, you know, I think kids are playing way, way too much though these days with all the travel ball and kids are getting burned out. They're getting hurt. We're seeing all the Tommy John surgery that's filtering down into like high school and little league. Now it's just, you need to take a break and you need to be a kid and need to go have a summertime and, you know, go to the beach or go camping or, you know, go, in the winter, go, go to the mountains and, you know, go skiing or sledding, whatever, just be a kid and, and get away from the game for a while. Yeah. So it reminds me what, what the, they asked Rogers Hornsby years ago, uh, obviously, you know, about a hundred years ago, uh, you know, what do you do during the winter time? Because I just sit out there, look at the window and wait for spring, you know, and it's yeah. like, no, you got to participate in other sports, you know, that, that, yeah, this, I knew, yeah. I knew a few guys who, you know, could throw in the high eighties, yeah, uh, in high school, and it's like you know what? Of course, they they threw their arm out, so they had a potential career in in the big leagues, and right. and then it just went went down overnight. I, what do you do to the like the little kids who are in uh, in the outfield, specifically right field? How do you keep them engaged? Well, you just have to you have to do like situations, and and you know you have to do you have to you have to mix kids around. Yeah, you, know, you have to. Yeah. You one inning you play right field, but the next inning you don't you you got to go play another position, go play center left or go yeah. play third base or second base, move, move the kids around. That That's what I'm talking about. Getting them engaged. Like don't just stick a kid out there and leave them out there to rot. Like I did that with, with our little league team. We, we played this game called four on four on four. We had four hitters, four infielders, and we put four guys in the outfield to make it tougher to get a hit. And then every time you made three outs, outfield went to the infield, infield went to hitting hitters, went to the outfield. You rotate that way. And the only rule we have is you couldn't play the same position you know, two times in a row. So kids are moving around and heck, you never know who you might find a diamond in the rough. You might find a kid yeah. that's got a great arm and I could put him in center field or a kid that's fast, or maybe a kid doesn't catch a ground ball as well, but he can catch a fly ball. So um, that's how you figure it out. You just keep the kids moving, you keep them engaged and you just kind of keep them on their toes and, and keep them guessing. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of golf where, you know, when you, when you hit a really good shot, and you think, oh, this is an easy game. You know, I could do that. I could, I could be on the circuit, you know, and, and same thing with, with baseball where, I mean, you know, I just think, gosh, 162 games. I mean, that just, that, that's, like you said, that's got to take a lot of wear and tear on your body. You know, sure. You can have, you know, like an average player can have a good game, but to be that consistent is, is really the tough part. Yeah, it's the long haul. You learn as a player coming up through college in the minor leagues and then the big leagues how to how to pace yourself and what it takes for you. Everyone's different. What it takes for you to get through the rigors of a season. You know, a day off here and there is nice from the manager, but just be consistent. And that's what I'm talking about earlier about why baseball is is the toughest game, right? It's it's playing every day. It's a lot of it is played from the neck up. You know, the physical. Yeah. Um, the physical, the physical aspects, everyone kind of has something, but it's a, it's a, it's a mental game on the pitchers and the hitters. And you just, you just learn it growing up and going through it. Um, and you, you have to love it. If you don't love it, then you got to go do something else. Yeah. Russ, did you want to ask JT any more questions? Um, yeah, just, you know, we don't have that much time, but I just wanted to say, 
you know, you had a great career, but is there anything that you would want to have done differently looking back on your career as a baseball player? I don't think, you know, I think I, I got the most out of, you know, what I was born with. Um, looking back, I had one scholarship offer out of high school for baseball to Arizona. I took it. Um, I don't think any of my college coaches or um, some of those people ever thought that I would probably have the career that I did. Um, I was lucky to get drafted into the New York Yankees organization. And um, I loved all the coaches there that worked with me from instructional league to the minor leagues. And they're the ones that really believed in me and said, Hey, you can, you can play 10 years in the big leagues. You can play first base and hit a few home runs, drive in runs. Your defense is going to be gold glove. Um, so yeah, I just looking back, I, I, I worked as hard as I could. I got that from my father. And when it was over, I was, you know, sure. Could we have hit more home runs or driven more? Yeah. Everybody can do that. Um, the, the one thing I do wish is that I wish I would have played in the hitter's ballpark because I never played oh. in a hitter's ballpark from my time in Anaheim when it was the old big A stadium and enclosed it was a tough place to hit. And then playing in candlestick for six years and then the new ballpark uh, or no candlestick for three. And then the new ballpark in San Francisco for six years, not really good left-handed hitters ballpark. So um, I wish I would have played in, a, a hitter's ballpark throughout my career just for a few years to see if, you know, some of the numbers would have been better and uh, the production would have been better, but um, that's just the way it goes. You know, you don't have control and you go where you're, where you're signed up for and you play where you play. But I always would have loved to, you know, play in a, a Coors field or Colorado or Wrigley field. But yeah, Wrigley field is one of my favorites and the wind's blowing out and, I think my, my career batting average in Colorado w w for a number over close to a hundred games was like three seventy or something. So it definitely <laughs> makes a difference. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's my only take. I wish I would have played in a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. I know. They always said like, uh, I, I always go to like the old baseball. So it's like, you know, they, they say Joe DiMaggio should have played it at, at uh, Fenway and, and uh, Ted Williams should have played in uh, Yankee stadium. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> Um, any, any, any fun stories you want to tell us? We got about a minute and a half to go. Um, no, I think we, I think we've, I think we've covered a lot, you know, I think, um, well, what do you think about this, the Giants? Really, chances, what do you think about the Giants chances this year to make it to the postseason? Well, I mean, they're right there. They've, they're a game and a half out. They, you know, there's about four teams competing for that one spot. So I think, um, you know, they've, they've the, the Giants have been, the Giants have struggled against really good teams. I still watch a lot of their games. They've struggled against the top teams. They've played well against the the mediocre or the, or the bottom level teams. Um, I think there's about, what, 20 games to go. And uh, I know they have – they're playing the Guardians right now. Then they go to the Rockies. Then they got the Dodgers and Padres um, and the Diamondbacks to, to end the season. So they've, they've been up and down. I think um, – you know, the one thing that frustrates me with them is their defense. They're last in the National League in, in fielding. I think they've gotten pretty sloppy on the defensive side. I think they could have won a few more games if their defense was tightened up. Their pitching's okay, and they're hitting – you know, the, the hitting nowadays is all pretty lumped together. Um, there's only a few really good hitting teams out there. But, um, you know, they're getting some of their guys back. Uh, if they can make a run, who knows Who knows what happens. I, I – I think we talked about some of the changes in baseball earlier. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know if it's good or bad that you let all these wild card teams in. I, it's obviously good for the cities and the fans, and it brings a lot of money in. But um, when I played, it was always about trying to win the division. And um, yeah. I think they had one one wild card team in. But you know, that's just the that's just the way we are now, and in, in, in our world we live in, it's just the more the merrier, and let's let's make a lot of people happy and yeah. and get teams in. So how about everyone gets um, a participation I don't know. trophy? I, <laughs> yeah, I just there's a, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that get into playoffs. So I don't really know if I agree with that, but um, that's just the way it is. Okay, JT, stay with us. Um, we we're just going to go to our quick uh, commercial break here. Okay, so uh, there are uh, there were additional fireworks in the sky on this July Fourth day in 1943. This future career New York Jet running back was born in Augusta, Georgia. He was an AFL rookie in 1966. Uh, he wore number 32 when Joe Namath guaranteed their Super Bowl win against the Colts. Who is this running back? Stay with us. Sports Geek on 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't that battle. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement... It's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. 
Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Okay, got it. Yep. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, J.T. Snow. Our last trivia question on uh, July 4th, uh, this, in 1943, this future career New York Jet running back was born. Uh, he wore number 32, and Joe Namath guaranteed the Super Bowl win against the Colts. What was the name of this running back? Anyone remember? No, you, again, you did uh, go back to the forties for this. Yeah, one. I know. <laughs> I, I tease, I tease Russell when I, I talk. I, I give him baseball questions from the thirteen hundreds. Um, yes. Okay, uh, Emerson Boozer. You, you at least you know the name. Okay, so here's our thoughts for the day. All right, what does a baby computer call its father? Data. Data. Okay, and uh, I once dated a woman who asked where our relationship was going. And when I said, well, sitting on the couch here watching the ball game, she said, no, no, no. I mean, long term. And I reacted with, well, the game could go into extra innings. Uh, strange. I, I, I never saw her again. Uh, JT, <laughs> thank you again for uh, being our guest on Sports Econ 101. I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, remind the uh, Joe Morgan Memorial uh, Golf Tournament team uh, or, or charity that uh, they should keep in touch with you because you live uh, not too far. You know, yeah. they play it in, uh, in, uh, in the South Bay. All right, audience, tune right. in next week to Sports Ecom 101. We're going to be discussing sport topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Evan Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye. Bye.